as I'm off on a, a rabbit trail, I might as well continue. I do have a couple of bones that I like to chew on from time to time. And Loss of Salvation and this one are two juicy favourites of mine. Because Jesus came to set us free, not to bring us into bondage to fear, particularly fear of punishment, which he has already taken. In some charismatic circles, the teaching that you can lose your salvation usually goes together with the belief that the church will go through what is known as the Great Tribulation. Again, this engenders fear and everyone is quietly preparing themselves for martyrdom. I do not speak of what I have not experienced. I have seen a number of dear, spirit-filled believers set free from this particular fear that they would go through the great tribulation and be unable to hold on to their faith if they were called to be martyred. Beloved, the truth will set you free. God's track record shows us it cannot be true that the bride will go through the greatest time of judgment and punishment the earth has ever seen because this just isn't the way he does things. Here we need a little theology lesson. We must look at the principle on which God brings judgment and punishment to the earth. If we look carefully, we'll discover first he always warns us what he's going to do. Noah was 120 years building the ark before the threat of the flood came to pass. He would have had a lot of interested bypassers asking him what he was doing. The nation of Israel were warned by the prophets for many hundreds of years to, to stop, to, to not to break covenant with him or they would lose their land. They took no notice. Secondly, when the time comes and he's not believed, he removes the righteous before he brings judgment. He removed Noah and his family before he brought the flood. He removed Lot before he destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. And he told Abraham what he was intending to do and allowed him to barter for souls. When it came to the move, the angel was very urgent and insistent with Lot, who seemed to procrastinate. He certainly made a lot of excuses along the way. Genesis nineteen fifteen to 22, you'll find that. When the morning dawned, the angels urged Lot, saying, Take up your wife and your two daughters are here, or you'll be swept away in the punishment of the city. But he hesitated, and the upshot is the men have to grab him and pull him outside. And he's still arguing. He said, uh, don't, your servant, if your servant's found favour, um, let me go to the mountains. Let me just go over there. He didn't want to run too far. So you see the whole thing in that uh, piece of scripture. But the last line is so important. Hurry, escape there, for I cannot do anything until you arrive there. God's compassion was on Lot and the angels could do nothing until they got him out of harm's way. Lot, you will recall, flew a little close to the edge. He liked to be where the action was, but God doesn't hold this against him, but delivers him as one who's righteous. We would probably say he left a little bit to be desired where he chose to live, so it can't be about lifestyle or performance. 
When judgment of the earth comes for the third and final time, he will remove his bride, whose righteousness is in his son, before he brings it, just as he removed Noah and Lot. If you're still fearful and unconvinced, go to www.psalm131.com and the teaching on the book of Revelation, special topics, and the title, Will the Church Go Through the Tribulation? When you've read that, see if you still feel the same way. Sin, beloved of God, has been judged and punished once for all on the cross. We are in a time of grace before judgment, and our task here on earth is to tell forth the goodness, the kindness, the mercy, the grace of this great God who loves us and would that all men be saved. Thank God for Jesus. It really, really is finished. And rest. <sighs>